Hello, 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 and welcome back to Release a Podcast, where our motto is letting go of things that hold you back. I'm Cynthia Haynes. And I'm still Harold Weaver. And so on today's episode, the topic is ownership. The topic is ownership. And so I'm going to come from the passage, Acts 5, 1 through 11, which says, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in and found, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard it about these events. And so the main thing was, um, as the apostle had said, was that this was their property in the beginning. Nobody forced them to give up anything. No one told them that they had to share anything. They volunteered and said that whatever they sold, that they were going to give and bring this to the church. And then a greed came upon them. And so then they lied, decided to keep some of the money and lied and said, oh, yeah, this is what we sold it for. And so basically they didn't take the, you know, the ownership of saying that. You were lying and you just wanted to change your mind and just keep more of the money. You didn't realize how much money it was going to be. And so because they lied and tried to act like it was something that it wasn't, their end was death. Now, that's that's drastic, but that was Bible times. And so the question comes about how much have you tried to hide? Maybe how much... Um, have you tried to not so much like tell the truth and you knew the truth, you knew what had happened, but you decided that you was going to let somebody else take the fall for it. Or maybe you know someone who's like that and you never called them out about it because you just didn't want to stir up any type of strife with the person or whatever. But we're talking about ownership on this episode, Harold. So, um, when I thought of the word ownership, I was thinking about, in general, just owning your stuff individually, owning your personal stuff individually, not trying to put whatever it is, whether it be good, but good, bad, or indifference on somebody else that you know 
that it's either yours or you're trying to make it seem like it's not. Just owning your own stuff. So, let me go back to where I normally would be and ask the audience, what does ownership mean to you? As we talk about what it means to us, I want you guys to ask yourselves, what does it mean to you? That way you can have a different conversation if we don't touch on what we're going to talk on today to mean the same thing. So again, for me, ownership is just owning your stuff. Owning your own stuff. Stop trying to take somebody else's. Stop trying to put yours on somebody else. It's kind of like, for me, ownership and accountability is in the same, is under the same umbrella. I believe it's under the same umbrella. You got to be able to account for whatever is yours to own it. You got to be able to be willing to own whatever it is and not try to make it seem like it's not yours to be putting on somebody else, to be blaming somebody else, to be accusing somebody else. And this is across the board. This is both good and bad. Just own your stuff. Own what you're saying. Own what you're doing. Own how you feel. I think if we as a people can do better at not only accounting for everything that we are involved in, that we do, that we say, how we feel, then we can easily own it. Again, we have to be able to account for it, to own it. I believe they go together. So ask yourself, what does ownership mean to you? Like I said, if we don't touch on it, then have that conversation anyway with your definition, with your meaning. So hopefully we can come together, we can come to some type of conclusion to do better at it. For me, ownership is just owning your stuff. Understanding, be willing, account for it so you can own it and not think that it's a problem. Not think that it's something that is bad to even be able to do. But you got to be able to account for it before you can own it. What you got, Sam? Um, let me apologize for the noise that was in the background. That was my dog. That you was no, I was trying to move out the way, and I accidentally, I guess I got on the wrong spot and it hurt her. So anyway, um, I own that, that I did that. So, um, you know, we try to teach our kids, grandkids, about taking responsibility, taking ownership of the things that um, they've done. Maybe some things they might have said that they had no business saying. And they can't point the figure and say that somebody else, they heard somebody else say it or they just copied for somebody else. The point was that they did it. And so ownership sometimes can be a hard thing for some people, especially if you're not used to um, being held accountable for your actions and you're used to just um, getting away with doing whatever. You know, I, I could say, you know, I could put that on um, people who are, I call them spoiled. And... Um, I can, I can honestly say, um, my baby girl, um, fell in, and I said my oldest daughter, because their grandmothers pretty much gave them whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted it, whether they deserved it or they didn't. And by them doing this, they didn't, um, it was hard for them to, I say learn responsibility because they always had this cushion to where if they messed up, they already knew somebody else was going to be taking care of it. So they didn't have to own up to anything because somebody was already covering it for them. And so I try my best to make sure that these grandkids that are coming up learn how to take 
accountability and ownership for what they do. There's no excuse. There's no exceptions. And of course, you know, I have to lead by example as well. And that means being being able and being willing to even admit to them when I've made a mistake and I've done the wrong thing and just owning it in front of them and letting them know. Because we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But you can't grow from stuff if you don't take the ownership of stuff. Because then you'll never change anything because you'll continue to do what you've already done. Harold? What I've learned with experience is that you can't really teach something that you don't know yourself. You can't really teach something that you haven't been taught yourself. So this is no different. To be teaching somebody ownership, you have to know what it means yourself. You have to have been taught yourself what ownership means. Same thing with accountability. You can't teach somebody how to account for something if you're not accounting yourself. If you're not accounting for what you're doing, if you're not accounting for yourself, yourself and what you're doing, what you're not doing, what you're saying, not saying, how you're acting, all of that, all the above. You can't teach somebody something that you haven't been taught. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges in the world today that we have dictators that feel like they know it all. We have people that feel like they don't need to be taught anything else other than what they know. But these people that are in positions, i.e. parents, right, i.e. supervisors, micromanagers, you name it, there's always somebody with a title that, not to say that they don't deserve it, but a lot more comes with that title than they either know or been taught. But they're in that position to teach somebody something that they don't even really know themselves. And a lot of these same people get upset when they have to supervise people that know more than they do. That's another form of accountability. But it's also another form of ownership to realize that, to understand that, so they can get through that in a better way than the way they've been getting through it. Right? Which is normally a, a, a conflict. Right? Or controversy. Right? Or argument. Or beef. You name it. These are where these things come from. By not being accountable for what you don't know that somebody else might do or know more of. That's how you can own it. But you got to be willing and you got to know how. And that's the difference. You can't own something that you don't know how. You can't account for something that you don't know how. You might think you do until it's time for you to. Hmm? That's when you get put on blast. That's when you get exposed. When you're put in a position to own something or account for something and you can't see that on your own and then have somebody actually show you and you still don't see it, that's a challenge by itself. That you, at the same time, got to be willing to own so you can learn through it and learn with it. So then you can teach your children. A lot of things that I've learned that I had to teach my children, I wasn't taught. But that doesn't mean that didn't mean that I couldn't learn it. But what I had to do first was own it. I had to own the fact that I didn't know what I was trying to teach because I wasn't taught. And the difference was I didn't quit. Hmm? I never said I couldn't do it. Still to this day, still to this day, I, te I teach my children the same way I think. There's nothing I can't do until I can't do it. But that came from experience. That came from owning that. That came from understanding that. 
that it's all about the verbiage and the will and the drive in that person. And that can be taught. Hmm? But you got to learn it first to teach a second. The process. We talked about that last week, right? Everything has a process. But you got to realize that too. Or you're either going to be running in place, stuck in a hole, or going backwards. Come on, man. Um, <clears throat> I just kind of was thinking how how many relationships could have lasted had each individual on their part that made that relationship shift, go down, or whatever. I think that's kind of like one of those things is the biggest thing. And it could be the hardest thing, too, especially when you feel like you right and the other person is just wrong, you know. But, you know, they always say whatever you point one finger and four and four of them is pointing back at you. A lot of times they're saying, you know, look in the mirror and say it to yourself. But how many relationships could have been saved? had every person took their own ownership of their part that made it come to an end. It probably would be a lot more, probably less divorces than there, than, than, than there are. I think the biggest thing is that we have the egos that get in the way and pride, you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to let that person outstage me. Or you so you so used to just getting your way want your way that the only way you hear or see is yours so you can't take in what people are talking or telling you because you already have your guard up so i think if we can just be honest with one another take criticism as it comes especially if it's good criticism listen to what somebody has to say because a lot of times you don't see yourself in action and you don't know some of the behaviors or things that you're doing to recognize it, to own it. And so... Also, the flip side of that, though, as well, now that I think about it before you keep going on that side of what we're talking about, it's always that flip side to where there's people that's never had it their way. And because of that, don't feel like they can. Don't feel like they deserve it. Don't feel like that they've been put in that position to ever have it. And that's the flip side to it. So when we start talking about ownership, we got to talk about both the good and the bad. We got to talk about both the left and the right. We just can't put it on one particular person and not look at the other side as well. But it still boils down to being taught what it actually means. So together we can come to a conclusion on how to work on it together for it to work for everybody. Come on, Sam. That's good. That's why he got his portion. I got mine. <laughs> and it works. So whatever I don't hit, he hits. But the bottom line is, you know, uh, ownership is something important. And it shouldn't be something ignored. It's probably something that you probably need to take an inventory, sit back and look in your life and take an inventory of it. Because you might owe some people some apologies. Because you did, you know, something that either hurt them or... You know, something that offended them or whatever. But um, I think when we start, like we said, take, we said this in almost every episode that, you know, you have to be accountable for yourself. And you have to be willing to, to be truthful for, with yourself to know that, you know, there are some things that um, I probably need to change and I probably need to own 
so that I can make the change. But um, with the bottom line is everybody needs some form of ownership and accountability. The difference is if you don't know what that means and not willing to be taught what that means, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's just another word being said that you let go in one end out the other. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. Understanding not just the words, but what they mean and the, por- and the importance behind the meaning. Mm-hmm. But you got to be willing to be taught that, to understand it, to use it. Mm-hmm. Or you're just out there going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're dealing with, especially now and what we're dealing with in the world today. Mm-hmm. That's what we got to get better at Yeah. before we run out of time. Right. <laughs> yeah, because like we said on last week, you know, we think we have time, but you don't know when your time is. You know, we just was watching, well, Harold was watching something on TV. I was listening, but it was just talking about how a son got set up, murdered. The mom was in her home. There was a drive-by. She got hit with the bullet. So now her family, not only mourning the son, that the brother, that that um passed now they mourning the mom who would have known standing in your kitchen you wouldn't have never known so like we say you know do it today <coughs> i heard someone I, I don't know if i mentioned this on the, the podcast before but someone says live your life like that was your last day mm-hmm. that I day you must have heard me say it at least once or twice there you go. Anyway, so live your life like when you wake up, like that might be the last day. So you can get it right and do the things that you need to do. Cause even, I mean, even if you're not in a position to do that, at least have the mindset to think that you can. You'd be surprised just with the mindset of how much you can get done that you wouldn't even consider doing until you got in that position to have it as a thought. Everything starts there and it's going to end there. So just to have that thought that I'm going to wake up today as if it's my last day, you'd be surprised just how much more you'll get done that day. And it might be your last day or it might be just the start of a whole bunch of days. Mm -hmm. But it's got to start with that mindset. Wake up tomorrow or go to bed tonight Mm -hmm. with the thought when you wake up tomorrow that you're going to do everything as if it was your last day. And watch how much you get done Mm -hmm. and just start putting them days together. And watch how much you get done. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I mean, either said than done, but you got to start somewhere yeah. before you have nowhere right. to start at all. Come on, Sam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, like we said, too, that you still got time before this year ends to do whatever it is that you need to have done. So don't be waiting till January. As long as God keeps waking you up, then you got another day mm-hmm. to work with, to make better than yesterday or tomorrow if you don't get that tomorrow. But you got to start with the mindset. You got to have that mindset to be able to just run with it. Run with every time you got left until you fall. Well, guess what? If it ain't your time to fall, God's going to stand you up anyway. Boy, don't get me started, son. Don't get me started. Mm-mm. It is Sunday, though, right? No, it is Monday. I'm, I, <laughs> every day is a Sunday for me. You know how I roll. But anyway, come on. Oh, so, Right. So anyway, um, we just hope that what we gave you was something to give you some food for thought. Fire. Fuel to your fire. You know, so just share, share, share. If you want to have you have any comments, concerns, anything you want to uh, tell us or to that you think. Yeah, that we do. 
take a shot at whatever it is. So whatever you got suggesting, we're going to take it and we're going to use it and we're going to talk about it. Yep. So reach out to us at releaseitpodcast at gmail.com. Rate us on the apps that you listen to us on. And like I said, share, share, share. And uh, it's my turn. Okay. So, uh, Father God, I say thank you once again for this opportunity to share and encourage someone who's listening. I pray that everything that we've said throughout the whole year has touched someone, has moved someone, has turned someone around, um, who has made someone better in their lives. And so, God, we just pray that um, here we go. We just pray that you continue to do what you do. Uh, the seeds that we planted, you just give the increase, and we look for the harvest. And we just want to thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We'll see y'all next week. And we're out. Oh, my God.